<coughs> Podcast Network Asia. Welcome to the Young Money Podcast. I am Diana Menezes. And I'm Vince Galanco from WhenInManil.com. Thank you for joining us. This is the Young Money Podcast. Very excited for our guest today. And, and it seems like we're having back-to-back guests who have multiple professions. And yeah. Some people call it the slashies because your name, your, your profession has a slash. You're like this and this. I call it multiple streams of income because <laughs> I think we should all have it. Also, <laughs> is another way to call it exactly. So this slashy we have as a guest or multiple income streamer, uh, she has many things. So I ask her, what are the two main things? That because that's too many. So uh, her two main, her biggest professions that she does, she is a DJ, one of the most popular actually um, club DJs here in Manila and the Philippines. As well as she also does tattoos and piercings. So very, very cool stuff. So I'm honored and, and excited. And at the same time, sometimes she appears on TV, which is also very important for mainstream people. Yes, she does a lot of that. So we have with us Patty Tew today. Uh, let's bring her on. Hey, guys. Hi, Patty. Hey, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So I'm guessing we're going to talk about money, huh? Yes. One of my I, things in the world. <laughs> what gave you that impression that we would talk about money on the Young Money podcast? <laughs> so uh, we Ooh. gave a very crappy intro of you, Patty. Can you please um, reintroduce yourself just for the people not familiar with you? Um, well, basically, I play music in front of people and I tattoo people and I pierce people wherever they want to get pierced. That's about it. <laughs> I won't talk about the other stuff. They can just ask me or just view or peep my stories or Instagram or socials for the other stuff. Yep, yep. We'll give your socials later. So what came first for you? I'm assuming it was the DJing thing, right? Yeah, it was and definitely so, the music. So can we talk about that? Like, how, how did you get into that? And for the people listening, if they want to get into that, let's talk about um, what can they earn from that? Um, well, with DJing, I started uh, a decade ago. Like uh, I've been DJing for 12 years. So the rates before uh, was very low. If you're going to do like a bar or a club gig, it would probably cost um, the venue uh, 1500 for two hours. That's what, what? That's what? Yeah, that's what the sustaining night can afford for a DJ before. Fair enough. But, like, I'm thinking yeah. celebrity level DJs that might be, but I guess for a normal DJ, that's I guess that would be okay. Yeah. So that's for a starting DJ. But if you have an event, of course, uh, the rates would be different. It would cost around, around if you're starting, you can start charging around ten thousand until fifteen thousand for one to two hour set. And then if you're well established, um, like the veterans. You can charge as much as the seventy-five thousand for one event, which is what I charge. I love how we got straight into it. We I mean, you wanted you wanted the figures, right? <laughs> Some of our guests are so shy about these things, I'm and not, you are I'm just like, with, I'm not. I'm not shy with my price. I'm not. That's I, it. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Now, how long did it take for you to start to feel like, hey, I I am established now. I can charge a premium now. When did you well, feel that? When people started knowing the name and when brands started to uh, get me, not just as a DJ, but as a as someone who is influential for the youth, 
for the for the younger people. Like brand ambassadorship, I guess plays a big role, and it was just. I think it was because I wasn't just DJing anymore. I was also I also got into endorsing a few brands. So when that happened, I thought like, okay, I think it's time to bump up the price because it's like I'm not just being seen in the clubs. I'm not just being seen in events. I'm being uh, seen outside the country. I'm doing out of the country gigs. So it's just it's just right to you know put the price up. Course. I have a question. Like, do you have someone who handles all these bookings and the stuff for you, or do you actually manage yourself? Um, from from before, uh, of course, when you cannot afford any talent manager, or like, of course, when you're starting, you're the only one who you can who can see your own talent, right? Mm -hmm. But then eventually, of course, I have people who can answer my inquiries, but. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been, can I curse here or no? Go ahead. <laughs> I, I've been, I've been fucked over by so many management groups and like, oh, so I can relate managers. to <laughs> Yeah, so I'm, I'm like, okay, I don't think I need any, any freaking manager because I can handle myself. I've, I've done it before. I can do it again. I just need people who will answer the inquiries, who will attend the meetings or so if a client's trying to haggle, that person will attend to it. But buffer is always good. <laughs> yeah, but ultimately, the, the talent management side, it's something that I don't think I need anymore because I can manage myself. I just need people to answer the inquiries and then answer a client if they're trying to haggle or they're trying to, you know, undermine your, your, your rate. So since you brought it up, I think people will want to know, how did you get fucked over? Well, maybe not details, but, but more on tips for future for 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 uh, those listening who might eventually get a manager or whatnot what should they look out for or what should like yeah. maybe some <laughs> some info about that so that they can be careful themselves i think for when when if someone's offering to manage you you have to be clear and it has to be in black and white um don't don't listen to just the promises verbally and then um make sure that the that the commission of the management side is clear and that they're the ones who will pay the taxes because if they're handling you, if they're managing you, the, the taxes should, should be sa kanila eh. What's happening kasi is you're getting commission, like, nagko-commission ka sa management and then magbabayad ka rin ng tax ng buo, which is the, the gross of your fee, which shouldn't be. Because mm -hmm. what the fuck is the commission for then? Like, 30%? So I'm going to put up a blockchain talent management in, in a few months. Decentralized and like, I'm going to... Yeah. Yes. Wow. Can you share? As you know, blockchain is already fast emerging and um, it's going that route and it's not, it cannot be stopped. So I want to be one of the first to like launch something like it. There's no talent man management yet here in the philippines which is blockchain centered so how, that's how does it work what what do you mean how, how, how does it become blockchain centered for talent talent management we're gonna utilize cryptocurrency for the fees and everything will be okay. on blockchain yeah okay congrats amazing wow <laughs> it's a long it's, it's it's gonna be a long process because i think what i like about it is we don't need any lawyers anymore we have smart contracts 
So everything is going to be on the chain and we get rid of the middlemen. No. That, that is, no, I feel wait. like it's a whole different topic that we don't have time for. So, but, but good to know. And people who are interested should contact you for that. So yeah. did you have other questions, Diana, not related to that one? Because that's a whole <laughs> different ballgame. Well, I have a question because this is amazing what she's talking about. But it like, is. for example, if you're a starting DJ and you need someone, you know, like to, to just like give you an inquiry or something because you, you're trying to expose yourself and like, how do you go from, I mean, I know you, so that's fine. But our listeners who probably know you as well, they don't know the process from um, starting as a DJ where you need the people and it's scary. I, I have been fucked over also like uh, my manager one time, my, ma my first manager, no name drops here, but I can if, if, if Vince tells me to. But no, okay. no, no, I don't want to get sued. <laughs> no names. <laughs> All right, true. But anyway, she got me into trouble with my BIR taxes. And uh, she was actually the one that got Galit Sahin. And then she was like, I trusted the, the agency and the management to take over everything, you know, including accounting and all. And I was being deducted by the taxes that they were supposedly paying. And then when I decided to change my contract because I was doing more for myself than they were, and that's a fact that people as a, as a talent for whichever, you know, they go to. But um, anyway, long story short, they were also the ones who told BIR about me because they had every single detail, including work that is not taxable. So huli rin sila na kung sino nagsalita. But yeah. yeah, those things really, yeah. So I was uh, on the front page of a newspaper with Pacquiao as a tax evader. I had to pay three million in penalty. I sold two cars at the time. So now, with that experience, I learned a lot. Now, um, not to scare our listeners. So how do you go from like uh, a starting talent to now managing yourself? It starts with surrounding yourself with the right people, especially if it's about your career. Knowing exactly like where you are at in your career. And you have to be able to accept it. Like, am I really able to charge this much already? You have to know yourself. Because me, I know I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I can I can charge seventy five thousand for one set because I've worked hard for it. Now you have to be sure also, like and you have to back it up. If you're gonna be if you're gonna be bumping up your price, the client has to be getting something from that. So it's either you up your skills, your um, presence, your social media presence is loud, and just making sure that your brand is out there and you're worthy of that rate. My God, I love that you said that. Thing. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love I love the confidence. It's just I love how open it is. Like, yeah, that's that's my rate. That's why I'm worth. Take it or leave it. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not sure why people are, are shy about their, their fees, you know. Like you should be proud of it. Right? Generally, people just are, and then times a million if they're Filipino. Filipinos yeah. hate talking about money for some reason. Yeah. So I'm it's just I don't about know. Money. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I came from like it, it's like I came from sleeping in beanbags and walking because I didn't have enough money for a bus fare so i'm 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 fucking proud of like where where i am now and that's something 
to not be ashamed of you know with how much you make because how much i make is how much i can share to my my family you know you should just be our guest every week to talk about money every week <laughs> so, so jumping to the, your other profession you have a million professions we're just talking about two of them now so jumping to the second one we're talking about tattooing and piercing how about that what do tattooers piercers earn nowadays actually well i i i'm i'm not a tattoo artist by profession but i own the 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 truck that we're, we're in the tattoo artist can tattoo in so i can see every week when we have road shows i see how much they make okay and it's it's not um surprising because when you have four to five clients in a day and they're actually set or if there's one big piece like an arm piece uh, one of my tattoo creators can go home with eighteen thousand pesos in one day but that's like an like a seven hour tuloy tuloy nagawa for that one big piece. Are this charge nowadays? Is it per hour? Is it depending on the design? Is it I know it's different per artist. So maybe you can just walk us through that. Um it, it also depends on your tenure, your how good you are with the tattoos. The Absolutely. Type, yes, the type of tattoos that you do. Um the harder it is, the the bigger the ta- the, the fee would be. And also like the intricacy of the design and uh, the size of it. So if it's going to be like a really, really big piece, it, it's per hour. So they charge per hour. But if it's roughly going roughly like 1,500 to 2,000 pesos per hour. Oh, that's still, that's still low. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got, a, I got a piece recently that was, uh, it was 3K per hour. <laughs> oh, you should, you should have probably gone to us, Vince. Oh. <laughs> I, I will. What the guy I got from was, was also really good, but I will uh, for my next one. It just it yes. takes a while for me to recover from each tattoo, from remembering the pain. Yeah. <laughs> I love the pain of tattoos. Well, it, the pain goes away <laughs> right away. I mean, there's no pain the second the needle's out, but it's just for me, it takes a while before I want to go in and get that again because it's still fresh in my oh, head. Yeah. <laughs> I think Patty's... Uh, and no, and what I found out from my... Uh, from my tattoo artist friends, is they say women apparently have a uh, better, stronger pain higher. tolerance than men, higher pain tolerance than men. Yes, uh, we do. <laughs> which I did not know, which makes so much more sense why you carry. <laughs> exactly. You carry we have the high burden. Tolerance for, for bullshit also, like really high. <laughs> probably, probably. So I did not know that because uh, yeah I, I got tat- uh, I got my tattoo done with a female friend and she was like yeah, it's not as bad as you said Vince I'm like what <laughs> so yeah I, I I am I am a pansy with that it might be a while but you do mainly piercings how about piercings tell me yes. about that um piercing okay it depends on the type of needles that you use of course the 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 supplies that you that you use um the Typical piercer that starting can charge like a low piercing would go for 500 pesos. And then like the cartilage piercings would go uh, up to like 1,000 to 2,000 and then higher and higher and higher. But then for us, of course, we because we use top-notch um, supplies, we, we use medical grade, uh, the charge is pretty high. So the lobe is already 1,000 and then the cartilage starts at 1,500 up to 3,000. Hello, this is Agnes Ravasho, CEO at MDI Novaria Technologies. 
Come listen to My Digital Impact, where I talk about customer experience obsession with fellow business leaders, about relatable moments on customer excellence, and teachable experiences on customer service. My Digital Impact is available wherever you listen to your podcasts, powered by Podcast Network Asia. Check us out after listening to this one. The price shouldn't matter for people listening because these things are going to be on you permanently. The tattoo, the the earring. So you don't want anything to get, you know, uh, I would rather have someone using medical grade equipment than going skimpy on the price. Like, oh, dun kalahate lang 500. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah exactly. That's true. So what is the most expensive part to pierce? It's probably the the belly, the belly button. The, uh-huh. the, uh, the nipple, yeah. But I, I prefer not pre- piercing the needles. I'm really not comfortable doing it. So I'm like, yeah. I have to reject yeah. it and I can't. I, I was assuming that you would say privates would be the most difficult. Private parts. Oh, uh, well, I, I prefer not doing it. Oh, you don't? <laughs> okay. So I, I only do the, yeah, I, I only do the, the wholesome parts, okay? Just like okay. here. Okay. The ears, <laughs> the nose. <laughs> <laughs> and Got because it. of the pandemic, I don't even pierce the tongue anymore and the the lips. I right, think, that so. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so so you don't personally, but through the through your collective, your your. Speaking of which, please also plug your truck uh, because you mentioned it, but the listeners might not be familiar. Maybe you can tell us about your tattoo truck. Yeah, well, we have a tattoo. We call it a a mobile collective. So it has um, tattoos, piercing. It also turns into a DJ's booth at night, and then yeah, So we have we have road shows on weekends, and we announce where we're gonna be. It's a pop-up style um, truck. So when we announce, uh, we let you know where we are, and then just go there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, well, my boyfriend loves tattoos and he's always doing this stuff. So <laughs> definitely, I'm gonna message you later. <laughs> if I care about that, he's gonna be like, let's go to the next one. <laughs> let's go, Vince. Oh, and Join Diana, us. Yeah, part of the proceeds, I don't know if continually, but previously went to the uh, a charity that helps homebound. cats. Homebound, yeah. Yeah, homebound. It helps yeah. stray animals. So Diana loves animals as well. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, that, that's for cats. Yes, exactly. Awesome, awesome. Okay, when is the next one? Yeah, I think, well, they, they can they can just simply follow at Thompson.collective on Instagram. And that's where we announce where we're going to be. That, that is really cool. So, But so your collective, do they pierce special parts or no? No, no, oh, no. Oh, wow. No. <laughs> it's a wholesome, it's a wholesome place. Just because you pierce a private doesn't mean it's that wholesome. But but yes. Yeah, but you know. But it's more it's more complicated, I assume. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Much more complicated. We prefer doing the just the upper like from neck and up, and then just the belly button down there. Okay. But if if you're if if you're curious if the people listening are curious how much a piercer can make in a day, um, roughly if you do ten clients, uh, just doing. Piercing different uh, different parts of the ears and then probably the nose and then the belly, the navel. Uh, you could earn as much as to eight to ten ten thousand, yeah, roughly. Awesome. That, nice. that is pretty cool. Have Have you done any of your own piercings or tattoos? I've done three of my piercings, just for fun. Just to test, like how painful really it is, like for the clients. I just wanted to know, so I was like, okay, well, 
parang ant bite lang naman talaga kasi it's super fast lang. Because mm-hmm. yeah. okay. uh, so, I know, well, we all know you're well known here. So how you how important it is for you to work on your online brand together with all the other income streams that you have, like, you know, DJing, your tattoo and piercing shop. Because I think it's important nowadays, no? like, like you said, you get ambassadorship for brands and stuff. I, I think it's it's important not to box yourself in, and you know, like that's why I don't I don't I don't prefer a putting DJ Patty Chu when I'm getting introduced or like every on the billing or a poster, because I'm more I know I'm more than that. Like you you have to see yourself as someone who can do a lot more than your current profession. So uh, I guess that, that that's it. Like, don't box yourself in and like put yourself out there because if you want something, then just fucking go grab it. You know, grab the money. I, I love it. It's Women's Month. You should be the ambassador for all women. I love it. <laughs> it's empowering to hear. Vince, what's uh, are you gonna ask for? Like the tip or yeah? Yeah. Uh, do you have any other questions? Otherwise, yeah, I, I would ask for the final tip from Patty. Any questions, Diana? I'm more used to this. Than to like people that go urong sulong, you know, like I, yes. I like I like when she people- went straight to the point. We didn't have to beat around the bush. <laughs> so we're like, we're good. <laughs> Sometimes oh, we have to like really ask three times yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get our so, answer. But with you, so yes, smooth. Thank you. <laughs> very smooth interview. So Patty, um, what is your final tip for people out there? Uh, it can be it can be a tip for DJs, and and it can be a tip for piercers, tattooers, and they could just be one fight one tip as well just for life if you if you have separate tips for them uh um, final tip for i guess i'm i'm because this is this is about because it is young money i'm gonna talk about the fina- financial side right please um don't leave your money in your bank account saving really isn't possible these days use your money for assets let your money grow um get into a lot of things of course, with enough research, but don't don't be too scared to try new things because you might not know that might be your big break. That's it. I love it. Really? So, uh, with that, I do have a I do have a follow up question to that. Um, what percent of your quote unquote your money or your liquid assets? What percent do you keep as savings? So let's just say you have one thousand pesos savings. What percent of that is in the bank? Your, your emergency fund, your just-in-case, whatever reason you keep it in the bank, what percent of that do you keep in the bank? Since you're saying around, don't keep it in the bank. Yeah, I, I have around 30% just for emergencies. 30% but, of your yes, money. Yes, but okay. mo- most are in real estate. Most are in uh, cryptocurrency, NFTs. Most are in businesses. And most are in things that I cannot say. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were that much of a business person. <laughs> Please let me know what your next investments are. Let me know. I would love to jump yeah, in. The, ne- well, the, the next one would be. That's why I'm. Re- I, well, I, I'm gonna say it here. I'm. I'm gonna retire soon with the with DJing performing because uh, I'm being called for technology. So. You, you know what retirement from DJing means? It just means you double your price. Just FYI. Yeah. So <laughs> just I'm so retired I can, now. Just so I can do it. If you want me. <laughs> I am at 150. So, why are you so? 
you just read my mind <laughs> no i was thinking more the lines of after five years yeah i'm gonna do a comeback tour yeah. <laughs> i love it <laughs> <laughs> like-minded people birds of birds of a bank account i mean birds of a feather <laughs> anyway um yeah i i know what i know that i know how it is but but no but but that's true if if you are earning though on other things because i i roughly did this i i did the same thing where i um because i was a radio i wasn't a club dj so i'm not as good as music with you i don't know why they're both called djs well it, because it used to be djs on the radio would mix but now it's more of a radio announcer, but they still call it a DJ. But I used to be a radio announcer um, on Mellow and on Magic before. And with that comes a lot of hosting gigs. And eventually, my online stuff, Manila, etc., that was earning so much more. So I eventually, quote-unquote, retired from hosting. And the way I retired was I just tripled my price for hosting. Yeah. And fortunately, for some reason, especially at the peak of my radio, DJ, uh, my radio announcing, People were still paying me, and I was like, "Oh my god, I actually didn't know I was worth no. that much." So, so, but, but it works out because you you're able to spend your time more on something else, which you find is yeah. earning you more. But at the same yeah. time, if that gig comes up, and you know they're willing to pay for your time, yeah, then yeah, for sure, so, yeah. It's it's. I think it's it's the smartest decision that I'm ever gonna do with my career. And also like, I don't, I don't wanna retire when my career fizzles out. I, I wanna retire at the top and I know I'm at my best shape when it comes to DJing and music. So Damn. it's best to... So Diana, time for you to retire something as well. It's <laughs> <laughs> like so triple your price on Instagram know. modeling. <laughs> well, I do my price sometimes but one of the things that she talked about that i really like is know your value because like i have also i can relate to that i used to try to help some friends or some people that i know and they will just like um they're just gonna put their value as high as my 15 years experience with the same thing that they're trying to do and i was like you can't do that like like why are you trying to earn the same like you have and I had a very difficult time dealing with people who were like that, which at the same time, like they say, you know, when you know what you don't want, then you find out what you want. So like by knowing how they were acting towards their value, then that actually helped me to up my value as well. And, you know, understand where you are. So I think, it's, you know, awareness is key. Like I really love that you said that in the beginning of the interview, because like there's a lot of people who are, delusional about value yeah uh, yeah I, I was i was just checking a, a few kol um K kol rates the other day because i was gonna go signal uh for a campaign we have a talent agency and uh, not not a talent agency but a an a agency for brands when we do their online campaigns and i was just checking uh, these personalities i was like what the hell so like forty five thousand for one story and like the the engagement is not good and i'm like i'm like who is this person <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta know your worth and like you you also need to know like what my price is really i love yeah. it 
Uh, I, I love how we had a whole other discussion after your final tip. So oh, now your right. final, final thing. No, no, I love it because it was so interesting. But now your final, final yeah. thing is please share your socials. <laughs> <laughs> the socials would be at Patty Chu. That's P-A-T-T-Y-C-H-O-O-O. You'll see everything there. So that's the only thing I have to plug. Just that, and you'll see everything there. <laughs> there you go. So if you want, if you want tattoos done from her team or from her or piercings, or you want to book her before she retires and triples her price, uh, check her out there. Amongst <laughs> many other things she does, I love this interview, Patty. Thank you so much for joining us uh, on Thanks, behalf guys. of our amazing guest, Patty Chu. I'm Vince Galanco from WhenInManila.com. Hi, I'm Diana Menez, and I hope I can hire Patty before she retires. <laughs> And this was the Young Money Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. (laughs) Bye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia the hosts of the program or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.